Welcome, my friends, to the Moon Jockeys Podcast. <laughs> An in-depth discussion of Star Wars themes, characters, and storylines. Now, here are your hosts. Another episode of Moon Jockeys Podcast. My name is Brian, your host. I'm thrilled to welcome our guest from the But Why Though podcast. How are you doing tonight, Kate? I'm doing really good, really good. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Um, I've really liked a lot of your tweets and followed you for a while. Um, oh, so thank you. I thought you'd be a great guest to talk about Ahsoka with me. Yes, um, that's my girl. Especially getting a different opinion um, that I have, I don't typically have because it's not my own, obviously. <laughs> so we're going to try to do something different, uh, something new, and we're going to jump into the Ahsoka arc from the Clone Wars. It's perhaps the longest and most important original character from the Clone Wars. Uh, we're going to be going through Ahsoka's arc chronologically, uh, with a few exceptions, each episode will focus on uh, basically a certain topic, her mentors, her friends, um, or her leadership, and see how those three things develop over time in the series. And I hope that we all gain like a deeper understanding and appreciation for her. Um, so, and you get to kick it off with me. I'm so excited. I am too. I'm really, really excited. I rewatched the Clone Wars movie and the first the first few episodes of Clone Wars, the the show. I actually, I know it was only supposed, I only had to watch two. I watched about like six. <laughs> um, I, I got sucked back into it so easily and uh, watching it through the lens of really thinking about having to talk about it and thinking about how she's interacting with everybody. It was, it was a lens I hadn't looked at Ahsoka with um, and I'm really happy I did. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to, to kick this off. Trying to see it through her eyes is a, a real different experience and I actually had a, a light bulb moment, if you will, that we'll get into a little later. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, let's kick it off with the Clone Wars movie uh, at first. Uh, when do you, Did you see this in the theater? Do you remember? I didn't. I didn't. I did not. I did not see it until it came onto Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, it actually took a while. I um so honestly i had it wasn't that i was against the star wars animation but i believe i was in college i think when stuff started mm -hmm. i had no cable uh -huh. i had nothing <laughs> so when stuff ended up coming out of netflix and everything that's really when i sat down and binged it about like three or four times back to back just mm -hmm. like constantly playing them uh so yeah i didn't get to see the movie um, but i have watched it like probably way more than i should have since then <laughs> <laughs> great did you like it at first or um I did. I did, but I, it's also it's hard to kind of like pick what pieces I liked about it. Like I was in love with Asajj Ventress. Oh yeah. I really loved Ahsoka and then I also really love cute things, so Stinky, the the little baby hut. That oh. my heart sing. I know that people don't like him, but I love him and he is adorable. And I would totally dress my dog up as that. She wouldn't even be as cute. <laughs> Stinky. It looks like a giant turd. 
No, it does not. He's a, a he's an adorable hut baby. Okay. All right. I'll, you can love it, your baby hut all you want. I will. Um, when the movie kicks off, it's kind of interesting that it's introduced that Obi Wan has requested a new Padawan. Um, and they're expecting the new Padawan to be like his new apprentice, since Anakin's now a Jedi Knight. And I think it's kind of interesting that they kick it off where Obi-Wan's putting a little pressure on Anakin to share the responsibility of training the next generation of younglings. Um, <laughs> were you surprised that Anakin got a Padawan in the Clone Wars movie? Oh, no. No, because I I wasn't. And it's mainly because I think even though Anakin is a Jedi Knight, he is still very much Obi's Padawan. Yeah. Very much so. And I think, um, like, and I kind of, like, seen, watching it again, like, thinking about it critically um, this last time, it kind of really pointed out to me that, like, the reason Obi-Wan doesn't get a Padawan, in, in my opinion, is because Anakin needs one to ground him, but he needs him to anchor him in this, in, in one end. Like, the, like, bookends, he needed a Padawan, but he also needed a master. And so I feel like that's why Obi doesn't get a Padawan, and he does. Because I very much think that Yoda, I mean, we, we all know in the prequels, he's he's been kind of like, ah, let's, you know, let's let's be a little bit careful with things here, guys. Yeah. I know it's best. <laughs> you know, let, let's really think about what's happening here. I wasn't surprised because it felt like it needed to happen. And I wasn't surprised when he got it when I first watched the movie either because it just seemed like a natural flow. Um, because, I don't know, I've I've just always... I've never seen Obi as not being... I've never seen Anakin as not being Obi-Wan's Padawan, like, entirely yeah. in any of the things. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of Ahsoka's design? Like, um, her look and what she was wearing in the movie i really really liked her i liked her a lot um i mean she's she's a young kid she's 13 um and she's very much drawn like a 13 year old you know she's not um she's not too much um i've always loved tagudas so i was like yes this is amazing um but yeah no i really loved her character design the skirt with the leggings underneath um I like the tube top. I don't like it in the sense that I can't, I, I don't feel comfortable cosplaying that, um, but, or I can't. But the cool thing is, is now that we have a, so we have Ahsoka through the generations that there are so many different Ahsoka costumes to choose from. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it's, I think it's adequate for somebody at that age and younger. Um, and I've seen little girls dressed up as Ahsoka at cons and stuff. And it's always, it's always a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that Anakin had a Padawan because Obviously, in the films, she's not there. And so yeah. as soon as when I, I saw it opening night, because I'm old and I've that's what I do with Star Wars movies, um, I was surprised that Anakin got a Padawan, and I was a little surprised that it was a girl um, yeah. at the time, like because you never see her in Revenge of the Sith, so it's like she obviously has to die in the series somehow. Yeah. Um, because what happens to her if she's never seen again? Mm-hmm. The thing I find really interesting is that um, Dave Filoni and Henry Gilroy went to George Lucas and actually asked to make Ahsoka a female instead of uh, a male. Mm -hmm. I, 
they he talked about this recently in the Forces of Destiny panel in Orlando, I believe. Ahsoka can be a great hero, and I know when we talked about it early on, George said Anakin had a Padawan, and Henry Gilroy and I were like, well, we'd like to be a girl, because I've seen the development of, you know, a, a young boy character in Luke before, and then with Anakin, you know, I said, well, how about a girl? And George was all for it. He uh, dove right in for that, and uh, it was just something we felt was all natural uh, to do, because you hadn't seen a lot of it. There was space for it. Filoni came in and said, let's make it a female to kind of broaden the audience and have female representation. And I think that that was a crucial change. Like, it kind of set the tone for the entire series, seeing this through a female eye. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's something that I greatly appreciated. Like, I've been a Star Wars fan since I, I came out the womb of Star Wars fam. I came into a Star Wars family. There's not a single moment of my life where I don't have Star Wars. Um, and getting to see Ahsoka, and I think that's why I'm drawn so heavily to her, but also I'm drawn to Ventress as, like, one of the only well-done female villains yeah. I've heard inside because of Phasma. Not going to talk about that. Um, but ultimately getting to see that and getting to just identify with her, like, I'm also a really aggressive personality. I also, I very, like... I will question you if you if I don't think what's going right. And I think like very much for me, seeing Ahsoka so sure in herself and seeing Ahsoka as a young girl not being afraid to speak up, that was re it was really empowering for me as somebody who is now an adult watching it. And I was very excited to see, I was very excited to know that like kids were going to see that too. Um, so I, I did not know that she was, that's the first time I've ever heard that information. So I'm so happy I'm on this episode. Um, so, I mean, it was it was a really crucial turning point, um, but I also think it was crucial for the series because one of the reasons the Clone Wars works is because there are a, there are a vast number of positionalities and identities within it where you get to really understand that from a certain point of view mentality that was that was, you know, brought up in the original trilogy. And here you get to just kind of live in it in the Clone Wars world. It feels like an actual lived-in world rather than just a couple of dudes you're following around. Yeah, like, it's great when you do feel connected to a series like that. And I think that Filoni has done so many amazing things to be more inclusive and to do that through animation. Mm -hmm. I know um, the, the panel that I mentioned it was not watched a lot because it was forces of destiny and that's like for little girls, but, um, it's, it's a really good panel and I recommend it. Oh yeah. Um, I, when I watched the movie again, I'll, we'll get into my light bulb moment and I tried to watch it through Ahsoka's eyes. The thing I noticed this time that I've never seen before is that when Anakin and Rex are introduced to Ahsoka, they immediately start calling her youngling. Who's the youngling? I'm Master Skywalker's Padawan. The name's Ahsoka Tano. So I thought you said you'd never have a Padawan. There's been a mix-up. The youngling isn't with me. Stop calling me that. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. <laughs> what did you just call me? <laughs> don't get snippy with me, little one. You know, I don't even think you're old enough to be a Padawan. Well, maybe I'm not. But Master Yoda thinks I am. Well, you're not with Master Yoda now. So if you're ready, you better start proving it. Captain Rex will show you how a little respect can go a long way. Uh, right. Come on, youngling. Padawan. 
like she's so young she's so young she's so young um and i think that that kind of hurts her heart a little bit where she feels discredited as not taken seriously and i think that that's what triggers the snippiness the little defense mechanism of kind of talking back and in that moment like a light bulb just hit that anakin and rex are hurting her and she's like just kind of reacting out of the defense and it just gave me so much more empathy for ahsoka that like the sky guy thing just kind of went away you're calling darth vader sky guy off the bat how is that possible because i guess i just did the same thing anakin did and i'm like yeah she's young but if you're a young person that can hurt if all you hear is that you're too young yeah, and it's also, too, like, it really discredits all the training that she's done to get to the stage of a Padawan. Yeah. It really discredits her. It discredits her 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 stature. And, you know, and to go into a situation, like, um, it's common for women. Women are obviously pushed out for a lot of reasons. I've, per- if just on the age thing, I taught college classes for kids that looked older than me. Um that was not fun. And it was one of those things where like you had to actively try and make people think that you were older and you could, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work to, and I think that's one of the reasons why Ahsoka has always resonated with me because it's not so much disrespect as in like, they have a power over her. Like her talking back to them, isn't going to hurt them. Them consistently ruining her progression to a night by calling her a youngly, which is what she's thinking or discrediting her in the start of their journey, that, that is going to hurt her. Um, and so for me, I, I've always, I've always identified with it a little because it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of heart to actually speak up when people are doing that to you. Cause there are two responses. You don't say anything and you let it happen right. or you respond. And it took me 23, 24 years of my life to get to a point where I could actually like speak up in those situations and not just kind of hold it in and do extra work, but instead be like, no, I, I am young, but I'm still here. Right. If anything, I'm here at a younger, cause I was the only, um, I went into my PhD program, uh, without a master's first, I was the youngest PhD student by eight years, I believe. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, you're discrediting, you're discrediting me because I'm young. But I'm also at the same stage you are because I'm young. I'm like I can program. take exactly. It's like I can take five years off, come back, and still graduate with my PhD before you people. Um, and so, like getting into that headspace is really hard. And so to see someone so young, so confident in themselves, to actually speak up and speak back. Yeah, that that for me really resonated. And I'm, I'm really happy hearing you kind of like how you had that light bulb moment, because I've, I've definitely gotten into a, a few Twitter wars with Ahsoka's just a disrespectful kid. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's 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 deconstruct this. There is a reason for everything. But I think you have to look at it through her eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just look at it through your own eyes, you're just going to see what you've always seen. Exactly. But, but hearing Anakin and uh, Rex just call her youngling repeatedly it shows that she was actually hurt and then she admits the vulnerability that it yeah. hurt. And she's like, call me Padawan. Give me the respect that I've earned exactly. at, at the level of um, training that I have. Call me Padawan. And she corrects him 
several times. And it's just, yeah. um, it gave me a lot more empathy for Ahsoka and it really explains the sky guy thing so much more. <laughs> um, and I just appreciate it a lot more now. So, Oh yeah. Plus, I mean, when you really think about it though, with as, um, passionate and uh, I don't want to say off the wall, but you know, Anakin goes rogue a lot. Do you really think that he could hand that a, a Padawan that is like perfectly well-mannered could handle him? No. <laughs> no. he needs somebody to call him sky guy he needs his little checks it's one of those things where it's like you know not every teacher is right for every student and not every student is right for every teacher and i think that the fact that she has so much of that fire in her that anakin has it keeps him in check a lot of the times and you know i know we're only talking about the beginning of her arc but you know the, the thing that people love about her later on down on the line is that she clocks anakin when he's going when when she knows that he's being fooled yeah. she's you know she's speaking back against the jedi, the jedi council and losing her entire way of life people love her for that but it's rooted in what happens here yeah totally have have you been discredited for your age and other things other than your phd program Oh, yeah. And fandom all the time. I love the X-Men. And there are some people who think that if you haven't been reading, if you didn't, if you were not alive when the very first X-Men came out and and Beast looked like a human, then you cannot be a true X-Men fan. Like it, it happens in fandom all the time. And it like I've been discredited for pretty much almost everything about me. Um, the age thing really gets me because I think that that's something that a lot of people feel like it's something that people can easily empathize with mm -hmm. unless like you're at the very top end yeah. in which case try to empathize but yeah. it's, it's something that kind of cuts across because um regardless of what i would ex what i experience as, as a woman of color like that doesn't mean you shouldn't empathize with me but like something that you can actually step into the shoes somebody's shoes into is like oh well if you've been dismissed because you're just like five years younger than somebody or if you've been told oh or you weren't around when you know i'm trying to think of something you you weren't around and watched the original trilogy in the theaters so right. of course you don't know your things or i've been reading the these comics for 40 years i've been doing this since before you were born it, it's like it it's it happens a lot and it's happened a lot to me like professional and fandom wise and it's hard to build up that skin but now i'm now i'm just snippy with everybody i'm like okay that's cool you want a cookie it just like, feels like when you try to pull the age thing, it's it's like an elitist thing that oh yeah doesn't make sense. And it's like the most elitist thing you can do because there's nothing like if somebody says, oh, well, you haven't read Chris Claremont's X-Men. I don't want to hear what you say. Well, I can go read Chris, Chris Claremont's X-Men, come back and talk to the conversation. If somebody says, well, you're too young for this, I can't stop being too young. No. Like it's, it's always going to be there. <laughs> Time only moves as fast as it does. Yep. <laughs> um, I I love that Rex has uh, Ahsoka tries to pull the I outrank you because I'm a Jedi. And yeah. Rex is like in my book, experience outranks everything, and that is a callback later in Rebels. I I love how that worked. <laughs> um, and I think even from Jump, I think Rex sees that Anakin and Ahsoka are a good pair together. Oh yeah. Do you agree with that. Oh, I definitely agree that. And I also agree with that just because I feel like Rex sees everything. <laughs> but I definitely think he does. I definitely do think he does. Yeah. How would Ahsoka had been different if she had been assigned to Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think 
think she would have been that different in, in the ways that Anakin isn't different. Like, I think that their personalities really parallel each other. They just choose different ways about it, right? Like, Anakin sees things that he doesn't like, and he has the, he has emotions and passions, and he goes to the dark side, and Ahsoka sees things she doesn't like. And instead of having to... Like, she she walks away, which to me feels more... Like, there's more weight there because you don't get to live in anything. Anakin still gets to live in the Force. Right. Ahsoka chooses to detach herself. And so, like, for me, I think that they very much have the same trajectories. And I honestly think that's why I love Poe Dameron so much because I see him in Ahsoka. I see Ahsoka in him. Oh, yeah. Um, I, this is the the confidence and, like, just it. I love them. Uh, but I don't know if she would have been terribly different because... I mean, Obi, Obi-Wan is really, really pivotal in having Anakin be the way he is, for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, preferably the better parts. And I think that same fire is why it, it would have been replicated in Ahsoka. That being said, I do think that because of Obi-Wan's connection with Anakin and his constant connection with Anakin, I do definitely think that he also plays a role in Ahsoka's development. Oh, definitely. So I don't think she would have been too too much different. I think she may have been a little bit less free thinking to think outside the box, but um, I could see that. That might also like not only was Ahsoka ex- exposed to Anakin, she also has several arcs with um, Padme, and I think Padme yes. even broadens that even more. Oh, she definitely does. Um, but I think. Obi-Wan tends to be uh, by the books Jedi in, mm-hmm. in less about like finding your own path. Yeah. Um, he kind of adopts the dogma, if you will. Yeah, entirely. Um, how would Anakin have been different if he didn't get Ahsoka? He would have gone to the dark side right away <laughs> sooner, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I mean, I think Ahsoka just really, really grounds him. There's something like when you have that type of personality, and I say that as somebody who has, you know, a really aggressive personality and I mean that in a both positive and negative ways, like I will take something and run with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm confident in myself and I will, I will speak out and I will speak up and I will, and I will defend. But at the same time, I, I have to be checked, right? Like I have to, I have to be held down otherwise I'm gonna just fly away sometimes and you know my husband really does that for me but like it's a balance and I think that Ahsoka really really grounds him in that because she pushes back on his decisions he doesn't just make his decisions without having Ahsoka make some snide snippy comment in the back like she's gonna highlight it and that because that's who she is and because she can't in ways, her moral compass always supersedes the Jedi Code, and it always supersedes the mission, which has some, you know, some negative effects, but many positive effects. And I think those positive effects are felt directly by Anakin's grounding. Um, she's pulled him out of some bad decisions. Yeah. You know? Um, and for me, a, a teacher, I, mean, I brought up a teacher-student thing earlier, but, like, some teachers flourish when they have 
the right student with them. You learn new things from them. You develop new teaching lessons, you know, methods and lessons. And like in order to grow pedagogically, how, how your teaching style, you have to have those students that push you, you know, because yeah. if you don't have students push back, then you're not doing anything and you're not engaging them. And I think for Anakin to remain as grounded and as involved as he was with the with the with the Jedi path and with his Padawan, it had to have been Ahsoka. And if not Ahsoka, somebody like Ahsoka. I think that her strength um, probably makes Anakin a better Jedi. Um, yeah. Especially with that pushback and her willing to kind of assert herself. Yeah. I, I have a daughter that's like three years old. And so she is super like, she is a lot like me. She's very opinionated and aggressive and outgoing she loves to laugh, but she has desires, and she will not. She's not afraid to tell you what those are. Um, <laughs> and if you want to get her to do something other than those desires, you're going to have a challenge on your hands. So it's um, it's quite an experience living life in the Bailey family. Um, <laughs> I, I love my daughter like to the nth degree. And the day she was born, my life pretty much changed because. I was now living my life to kind of serve her life and it kind of made me mature instantaneously. Like it wasn't all about me anymore. It's about how do I be the best father that I can be to my daughter. And yeah. so like every day I try to teach her lessons and teach her things and it help her the light in her, like get brighter and yeah. to discover what that is. And so I think that as a teacher, um, when we have one of those Padawans or um, a daughter or a son, it can really change our lives because we try to be the best teacher we can for them and to help them develop. Um, and, and so I think particularly um, when Dave Filoni did the Darth Vader shirt for um, her universe a few years mm -hmm. ago, um, you have the Darth Vader mask and it actually has Ahsoka's um, markings on it. And yeah. so I think that Ahsoka left her mark on Darth Vader. Oh, um, yeah. Even after he became Darth Vader. Yeah. No, I, I agree there. I definitely agree there. I, I really like what you said. I mean, my, my dad's told me the same thing before. <laughs> like, you were a lot to handle when you were younger, but oh, it man. made me a better person. <laughs> my wife and I have so many conversations that when she's an adult, the... Um, stubbornness will be an asset a strength because she'll be determined and she'll be like a go-getter but right yeah. now when she's a toddler it's like it's a challenge but we just have to <laughs> kind of redirect and oh yeah i mean and it's about finding ways to channel that right like i mean in many ways that's what I mean, I like to think that Obi-Wan played a hand in what was happening with getting Ahsoka to him. Yeah. Um, you know, in many ways, like, Obi-Wan and Yoda knew who Anakin was. And in a way, they're kind of channeling him. They're channeling they're channeling him into a positive outlet, right? Like, they're channeling him into being a teacher. Um, and it's kind of knowing how to, like channel passion and you know tenacity and like all of these things that can easily go you know to negative personality traits but if you if you raise that if you if you if you stoke those fires right 
they can come out really good. Yeah. Um, and I think in many ways, I do like to believe that that is what um, Obi-Wan and Yoda were trying to do with Anakin. Yeah. Ahsoka is described as being reckless several times in the movie. Um, what do you think that that means? And how do you think that develops as she grows? I think she always stays a little bit reckless because I think you have to. I think that her ability to not only find her own path, but to think her way out of situations comes from being a little reckless. Yeah. Um, now it's not always a good thing, but it's also why she fits with Anakin so so much. Anakin so much is because he's also reckless. Yeah. Um, but when you only think one way, it's really hard to think you're out to think yourself out of a corner. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to adapt and recklessness when channeled correctly, again, speaking of like channeling things, it's adaptability because you can just get up and go and do it. Like you may not have thought a whole bunch about it, but in some situations that lack of thought is what you need to happen in order to have a good situation. I mean, you see it happen when she's by herself on tattooing, fighting the droids, trying to get, you know, get trying to get to, um, to the huts and, it's just kind of like that type of adaptability and survivability wouldn't be there without that reckless spirit. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes in the Clone Wars, like it comes off like you have people complain about Anakin being reckless or her being reckless. But usually by the end of the episode, it, it's proven that that recklessness is what saves it. And ultimately, like what we all know, having watched it all and everything like that, is that like that inability to adapt is one of the reasons why the Jedi Council fails. Yeah. Um, so it it also helps her like think outside the box so that she's yeah. not constrained by the um, the dogma of what has been done before. She's willing to blaze her own trails. Exactly. I love the quote, um, the little conversation that Anakin and Ahsoka has. At, it's unfortunately towards the first third of the movie uh, where he says, You're reckless, little one. You never would have made it as Obi-Wan's Padawan. But you might make it as mine. Come on. Yeah. Like, that's such a tender moment between them. um, It is. Because it kind of, like... Because at first, Anakin is very resistant to accept her as his Padawan. But in this moment, he kind of embraces that and says that, um, like, you're going to be my Padawan, and I I accept you as you, and uh, I accept you with all your strengths and your faults. So. Oh, Yeah. And I also think it's really nice to watch it because I, I like to think that Ahsoka is essentially Padme and Anakin's kid. Um, that, that's how it ends up, pretty yeah. much. And um, it's a really great moment to watch, especially after seeing their arcs like come to fruition and any completion over the entire series and everything like that to like watch back and see that moment because it's that moment where you like it's kind of like his first dad moment where he re- like he sees himself in her and yeah. he's like, okay. I'm going to do this. He, he, he kind of has that moment that you were talking about earlier, like, oh, my God, this is going to be very hard. But if I do it right, <laughs> I can I can do we, we can do this and I can make her better. Like he, he um, knows how to channel that energy because he ha- shares it with her. Exactly. Um, so. So, yeah. <laughs> 
It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a great scene between Anakin and Ahsoka where Ahsoka actually takes a risk in being a little bit more vulnerable with Anakin. Get some rest yourself. It's been a long day for you, little one. I can hold him, Master. I'm not tired. Okay, suit yourself. I don't see why you won't just listen to me. I do listen to you, Master. I just don't like being treated like a youngling. You must have patience. What are you trying to prove, anyway? But I'm not too young to be your Padawan. Ahsoka, a very wise Jedi once said nothing happens by accident. It is the will of the Force that you are at my side. just want to keep you there in one piece. She finally admits that that is what hurts, is... Um, yeah. I'm not too young to be your Padawan. Um, and that's just a great, great moment. Uh, and Anakin yeah. responds with nothing happens by accident. It's the will of the force that you're by my side. I just want to keep yeah. you there in one piece. So he's like asking her to trust him uh, yeah. as a master or as her um, mentor. Yeah. To trust that he has her best intentions in, in mind. And that's kind of an important thing. Especially as a kid. Oh my goodness, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I just want my daughter to trust that what I say is in her best interest and I'm not trying to spoil her fun. Um, yeah. Uh, it's hard when you have a three-year-old. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's something that like you don't realize until you have hindsight. I mean, there are many a moments in my life where my mom was telling me things and I'm just like, you're just being mean. You don't want me to live my own life. Yeah. And it's like, Oh no, that was just a bad decision. I see this now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's really good. And I kind of like that Anakin kind of confirms that nothing happens by accident and that there's a will of the force like active in the world. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of Chirrut in Rogue One where he says, all is as the Force wills it. Yeah. So I like that connection. Yeah, and I also do really love that vulnerability too. And I think that it's it really shows how Ahsoka has depth because, I mean, there are some times where you end up with like just like the strong female character trope, right, where they're nothing but just strong. They right. can't cry. They don't emote. There's, they're 2D characters. They don't have anything but just fighting or, but, and, and it's great. And like, we definitely need characters like that the same way we need action heroes, but we also need like a vulnerable Bradley Cooper in Silver Lightning's playbook. Like, we need people that show everything. And to have Ahsoka be so strong willed and confident, but then also have those moments where you can see that she's doing it because she knows she has to fight. Yeah. And getting to look inside that is really, really great. And I think it's one of the things that makes her characters one of the best on the show and one of the best within the Star Wars canon, um, in my opinion, because she gives you those those layers and that depth and being able it, it gives you a window into who she is because I mean, there are a lot of times where people are like, Oh, you're just angry all the time. It's like, no, I'm not angry. I just, I have to fight really hard to be heard or seen in a room sometimes. And I may come off like that, but it's because I have to fight so much. And sometimes, sometimes I just want you to ask me if I'm okay. And, and to, to get to see that like, Oh, well, that's actually why Ahsoka's doing this. Like she, because at the end of the day, whether you're young, whether you're a woman, whether you're, you know, whether you're a person of color, whether you're anything that people look down on something for, there's always a feeling of having to fight in some 
spaces because you feel this pressure that you don't belong there. And in Ahsoka, you see that in that, like, especially with how it's introduced, she feels like she doesn't belong there because of her age. She feels like she doesn't belong there because she doesn't know enough. So she's constantly trying to overcompensate. I mean, like, I kind of liken it to uh, Hermione Granger in Harry Potter. She's extremely intelligent, right. but she's muggle-born. Yeah. And so she ha- like, she's kind of a dick to everybody. Because she's not a pureblood. Yeah. Exactly. And it's because she has to overcompensate. She has to work twice as hard to get noticed. And I think that that's what Ahsoka is trying to do. And I think she confirms that in that scene. And I, I definitely, like, as much as I love ahsoka's fighting style and seeing her fight and kick ass i also really enjoy the tender moments with her and her scott and her space parents anakin and padme yeah (laughs) oh my goodness she had the backwards handed grip on her lightsaber from the very beginning yes it's kind of amazing (laughs) i didn't realize that actually and then the moment she pulls it up in the desert i'm like oh Oh, okay. I see this now. It has always been here, and it—it's the best thing. It, it's what her like. I, that's also one of the reasons why I really like her and Asajj. Like, cool lightsabers, and they use them in cool ways. Like the curved handles on Asajj's and her backwards, like just oh, okay. Yeah, I can fan girl like for ages on just how their lightsabers are in their fighting. So definitely. <laughs> And Asajj is the only cool one that can kill someone and kiss him at the same time. I mean, you know. Yep. <laughs> have, do you, have you watched any of the Forces of Destiny shorts? I haven't, actually. And it isn't because I haven't been interested. I've definitely been interested because, to me, they're just more stories. I don't care who they're geared towards. You can argue that Rebels and the Clone Wars are only for children because they came out on Disney. Like... But they're stories and they're stories in this world. So, like, I know that I need to go watch them and I want to. I just haven't got around to it. And I honestly have, like, no good excuse for not doing it. And I have all my friends like, Kate, Kate, you would love these. You would love these so much. Just go watch them. I'm like, I will. And then I never get around to it. I think it's just because they're too short and I don't like shorts that much. If you look at the Disney channel of YouTube, they have a several videos that are actually the specials that they put on Disney channel where there's like a compilation of eight different shorts together with a Maz Kanata interlude. So you can watch it, watch them in half hour chunks. So that's a lot easier than watching 20 different three minute videos. Thank you for bringing that into my life. I didn't know that. I kind of love forces of destiny because I've been watching it for two years. Um, and That's awesome. I have a three-year-old daughter. But <laughs> one of my favorite episodes is Yoda training Ahsoka. And it's Ahsoka right when she starts to get two lightsabers. And she's not used to having two lightsabers yet. But she's relying on the, the techniques that Anakin has taught her of how to wield two lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And Yoda comes in and he basically spars with her to... to judge how she's doing in the training. Master Skywalker, your Padawan's progress, I would like to see. Of course, Master Yoda. No. Sorry, right. 
Much like her master, you are. Two lightsabers you have. Two you shall use. But I just started learning. Two. and apprentice two blades are one can sharpen and improve the other <laughs> what makes you unique makes you strong this you must use yourself you must always be i think i understand i need to fight like myself so basically he's reaffirming her to be herself um, and to fight her own style so that she is a little bit more difficult to fight because she's less predictable. Um, yeah. And so then she gets the backhanded grip and she's much better and defends him. Actually, it's kind of creepy because Yoda jumps behind her and she does the backhanded um, double bladed that block. is one of my favorite things in existence <laughs> and it's totally like a foreshadow to the um twilight of the apprentice and it's it's such a great little short i love that so much it's called teach you i will um and it's it's one of my favorite yoda moments the favorite ahsoka moments in in everything and so i just i i can't recommend the forces of destiny enough that's so good and it's such a good message too because a lot of people like i know i did for the longest time i thought i thought i had to change and then it's like oh well no actually people like me yeah. <laughs> i can actually like and then and that's one of the reasons why i left my phd program i started the pod i mean start the podcast because i left but it was one of those like i love research and i love teaching and talking and so i just like you know what i can do this and then i was like oh okay i actually have interesting things to say and then i made a website and then it's it's like coming into that strength is really hard and i really like that i really like that line and now i'm gonna go watch it as soon as we're done with this oh my gosh um, it's, yeah. <laughs> i love it so much and I, I i wish that more of our fandom just kind of embraced who they were because oh, it yeah. is such a deep meaning um that we're all yeah I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. And it's awesome to like know that your daughter is getting to hear those messages like like that. So, yeah, that's I, awesome. I, <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that after Ahsoka's vulnerability and sharing how she just wants to be accepted for her age and uh, as a Padawan, that she kind of asked Anakin questions about going back to Tatooine like what is your history tell me more about yourself what, what was it like here on Tatooine um, and Anakin's very reluctant to kind of share that that level with her um, yeah and she makes a joke that there, there's so much more we can talk about here like sand let's talk about <laughs> sand Anakin <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It was. I laughed really hard. I was watching it at work too. And I was just like, "Don't worry, guys. It's just the Clone Wars." Ahsoka said, "Sand." Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. I mean, and I think too, like, I think that that's one of the things when you look at their relationship and if you look at any relationship where somebody's get being mentored, it's really easy for a student to open up because you feel like you have to, to get the most out of it. It's really hard for somebody who is in a position power in a position of power or authority to share that same type of vulnerability because they don't, I don't think enough people know that in order to educate and teach, you also have to be willing to, you know, kind of put yourself on the line and be out there and really identify with the thing, you know, with the things you say and, you know, help be a moment, you know, be empathetic, but also have your your students also be empathetic with you. I don't think a lot of people realize what that type of vulnerability can do to a mentorship, but I think that the way we've been trained to think has been that like, Oh no, a teacher is a teacher. A teacher is always respected and a teacher. Like you have to be together all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to be, you can share those moments, especially when you're in like, a, like I guess maybe a mentorship is the most akin to it. Right. Um, and in order for somebody to get the most out of that, like they need to know your failures because what happens if they repeat them, mm-hmm. you know, you need to know how to steer them. And that's one of the, like the, one of the more beautiful things about their relationship as it goes on through the seasons is watching his barrier break down and him realize that, you know, you only get as much as you put into it yeah. and she can actually teach him things too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The next two episodes we wanted to talk about were, the rise of the malevolence and the shadow of the malevolence. The reason why I picked those were because Ahsoka had a bigger role in those episodes. The final episode, it's mostly about a train, and she doesn't play much of a role in that. <laughs> but Ahsoka has a good amount of to do in the first two. So, what did you think of those episodes with Ahsoka? I loved it. Um, I think for people who hadn't seen the Clone Wars movie, it really introduces you to who she is as a character. Um, I, The fact that she does not hold back in arguing when she doesn't think something is right, um, like you get that right away. Um, and I think that that's something... you. It's a strong introduction to her character. Mm-hmm. And it's a strong introduction to understanding where she sees herself where she sees herself in the within the Jedi world, but also um, a little bit to how she's gotten there and how how she who she is. Why do you think Ahsoka is so interested in finding Plo Koon after his ship is destroyed? Attachment. Yeah. <laughs> Just attachment to him, like she feels responsible. Yeah. You know, like repaying a debt. Mm-hmm. You know. Like she, she wants to be the one, she wants to be the rescuer. Yeah. Right. She doesn't want to be the the person being rescued again. Um, That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. Like she wants that, that, that level. The scanners are practically useless. Got anything on the emergency channel R2? Now, Ahsoka, we might find something you don't want to find. I know, Master, but I have to believe. How do you know Master Plo anyway? He's one of my oldest friends. It was Master Plo Koon who found me and brought me to the temple where I belonged. Now he's lost, so I thought maybe I could find him. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's such a great parallel between Ahsoka and Anakin that she actually has that attachment thing uh, just yeah. from the get-go. 
Oh, yeah. And she kind of ex- admits that that Master Plo Koon is the one that brought her to the Jedi Temple when she's a young Yep. One. We'll see that later in the Gathering episode, <laughs> which is a beautiful thing. Um, I So I, I think that these two episodes in the movie is just kind of setting the groundwork for what Ahsoka's like and how she's going to develop these relationships with her mentor, uh, with Anakin mostly, but also with Plo Koon. And I really appreciate that, and I'm I'm excited to see how much she grows. I can't believe that I learned so much when I've seen this movie so many times and seen these episodes so many times. <laughs> but but literally trying to watch it through her eyes, it it really just had a light bulb moment where she was being hurt, and like yeah, that kind of changes the way I see everything because yeah. I, I I I was annoyed with this guy guy. I was annoyed. It took <laughs> and it, yeah, me a and long it, time. I mean, I think that's something that other people need to do, not just with characters, but also with people. Like, a lot of the things people do come from a place of hurt. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes when we mess up and we say something wrong to somebody and then that person, like, snaps back. Like, it's really easy to go, no, you know, why are you attacking me with this? It was a simple mistake. But then one of the things that, really helps is if you just kind of sit down and think okay well i said this mm-hmm. and it hurt them yeah. this may not be the first time they've heard it it probably <laughs> wasn't the first time they heard it they may have heard it five times before i said it today alone yeah like that is coming from a place of hurt and that's okay and like understanding where people come from and seeing their sides and empathy like that's something that the fandom can do a lot better at and I think that that's something that a lot of people can do when looking at characters that they may not necessarily like. Um, but if you try to like do what you did and see them through that side, they can understand their motives because one of the things I love about the Clone Wars specifically is how every single piece that shows up in an episode is almost always reflected in other episodes. Like everything that is that is shown is deliberate. Mm -hmm. And so in to just to dismiss actions or, you know, paint a character into like one box for that piece of their story, you're not getting the full story. Um, Like it was intended. And I mean, I still learn stuff after rewatching stuff, uh, you know, like for the 10th night, you know, the 10th, 11th, 12th time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the beauty in series like this is you can go back and you can learn more because you can identify with different characters. I mean, it's I have a whole bunch of shows that I rewatch because there are different points in my life where I identify with different characters on the show. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy I rewatched it because I, I never really I kind of I, I saw her as just being assertive and confident. And I didn't really look at, you know, the mentorship aspect as much. I just saw her, yeah, that's Ahsoka, <laughs> you know, um, and just really looking at their play back and forth and trying and like thinking about, because uh, you had already sent me the notes and they were filled out because I, I watched the movie today. Um, it really just like, it gave another depth for me, like, oh, she's an anchor point. That's what, like, this is in, in his journey and he's one in hers and it's just, it's really good. Yeah. So I'm it's... very happy you invited me on. <laughs> my pleasure it really is um i'm glad you were able to share your thoughts are there any other insights that you saw re-watching the episodes or um i mean i think the other i think the one thing that i noticed was anakin just 
wants to stay and help the clones Mm -hmm. and in the movie and ahsoka like she sees stinky as this life that she's not only just been tasked to return to his dad like he is under her protection yeah and she never for a second forgets that yeah and like she always steers a conversation back to no He's all kinds of, he's all shades of green, uh, except for the green he's supposed to be. <laughs> like, she's very aware of him. She, like, she's caring. Yeah. And that is something that I think is really good. And I think that that's, and also, like, all of these emotive experiences really start to paint the light of, you know, for a while there, when I first watched the series, I was like, oh my God, is Ahsoka going to go dark side? Because she is like having these exact type of outbursts and thoughts and feelings that Anakin is. And I know where that went. Um, but it's it's something that really just makes her her, like we've talked about. And noticing how how much care and responsibility she personally takes on for another life is, is amazing. And I think that's why it, it makes her such a great... I was going to say person, but Takuda. Yeah. <laughs> it's surprising that they had such great depth in this series right from Jump. Oh, yeah. Um, Entirely. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. Stuff. <laughs> cool. Can we go over the poll question I had on my Twitter real quick? Yes. Uh, I asked, what is your favorite nickname for Ahsoka Tano um, early on, I guess? And the options I gave were Snips, Little One. I use that all the time with my daughter. Um, little Soka or Ashla. She was originally going to be called Ashla, but they changed it to Ahsoka. And the winner of the poll was Little Soka, which is what Plo Koon calls her, with 56%. What, which of those is your favorite? Snips. Snips. Nice. I love Snips. I love Snips. Um, but I love Snips just from, like, it. it's one of those things that there are certain things that only certain people in your life can call you. Oh yeah. And that very much feels like it, you know, like, and I think that it just has that bond, but I can be, I I do like little one as well. Um, but I think snips is the one that just really, really sticks with me. Well, I I think little one is more endearing than youngling. Youngling uh, sounds discrediting, I guess, like you said. And yeah, little one seems like somebody you've taken under your wing, like somebody you have a genuine connection to. Yeah. I have so many nicknames for my daughter. It's not funny. She probably (laughs) rarely ever hears Zoe, but that's okay. Uh, Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on with me tonight, Kate. Um, Yeah. Where can people find you online? Okay, got a lot of handles for you guys. Um, You can find me at OhMyMythRandir, M-I-T-H-R-A-N-D-I-R. If you know what that's in reference to, you get a gold star from me. Um, That's my handle on Twitter. I'm on there all the time, probably too much if you ask my husband. Um, But I am also the host of But Why Though the Podcast. Um, That is at But Why Though PC on Twitter. We're most active there. And I also just started another podcast called Did You Have To, which is a it's a it's a yeah, it's a podcast where we look at live action adaptations of anime and critique it. Uh, we just watched Bleach. Spoiler alert. That's a really good anime adaptation. So if you actually want a good anime adaptation, go watch that. Um, and that's not at so much D-Y-A. ghost in the show. Oh, no, no, <laughs> we have not made it there yet. We are keeping that for later. 
Um, and you can find that at dyht underscore pod. And I'm editor in chief of butwhythopodcast.com where we, um, you know, myself and a team of writers write about everything geek culture and pod um, and popular culture. Well, and we also have a, a podcast community on there as well. So those are all of my things. Cool. <laughs> I love your Twitter handle. I, I, I get what it means and it's Thank pretty you. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the I, very few books that I actually read. And I just, I, I love that stuff too. That's so great. I was at PAX West and um, we were at a party and they were giving away free like esports jerseys. Um, and you could put your name on it. And I put my name on it and the guy behind me was like oh my god that's so cool i was like oh awesome fellow nerd yes yeah. <laughs> very cool now it's time to hear from you the audience you can email us your thoughts on ahsoka tano at moonjockeyspodcast at gmail.com you can follow the podcast at moonjockeyspod you can always follow me at balls in play thank you for listening and until next time may the force be with you always Stop watching, Chewie.